You're listening to the Boho Business Guide podcast, the number one spot for a holistic approach on building success as an entrepreneur. I'm your host, Alamide Michelle, lawyer and creative strategist. If you want to tune in for light conversations packed with personal and professional guidance, you've come to the right place. Grab a cozy seat or listen on the go and get ready for your next episode starting now. All right, welcome to another episode of the Boho Business Guide. Today I have Lou. I'm not sure, do you ever go by Luciana or do you prefer going by Lou? Because that is something that a lot of people who have started following you, they're like, oh, I love that girl. You sent me her YouTube page. But is it Lou Levy? Is it Levy? They like, I'm like, well, actually, I've never asked her about the full pronunciation. So we'll get it here live on the podcast. So before I tell them any more about you, why don't you give the full pronunciation? and the background to who you are as a creative. Amazing. So you can call me Lou Levy. Um, a little bit of backstory. My name is Luciana. I'm Brazilian, but I came to the U.S. when I was 10. And the kids in school called me Luciana, Lucia, Luciana. So I was like, you know what? All my close friends just call me Lou. Let's keep it simple. And then, of course, the Levy is just, you know, super common Levy. Um, and then the Brazilians call me Levy and the Americans call me Levy. The story of my life, like call me whatever you like. I'm here for it. I am Brazilian American. I'm everywhere all at once. So how that, that, that's how it goes. So nice to meet you. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much for the invite. Of course, of course. Well, thank you for breaking that down as someone who's also a little bit similar in the sense that I am born first generation. Um, people get so confused. Like, is it Michelle? Is it Lamide? And I'm like, well, technically first and middle name, it's both. <laughs> but the reality is that people also could not get the first name correct. And that's usually when you have to start going by a nickname, a middle name, yep. or some variation of the two. So welcome to the Boho Business Guide podcast. We really thank you. Is on the conversation surrounding wealth, wonder, the adventure, and just also the wellness component. Because let's be honest, a lot of us are building a business, we're getting burnt out, we're getting potentially overwhelmed and kind of like lost and scared and confused. And some of us are thriving, some of us are trying to keep up. And really, I'm hoping that these conversations can not only be educational, but at times also just be that little bit of relatability that another creative or entrepreneur needs to hear. So first, I know people, you know, you're definitely pretty big on YouTube, really successful (laughs) on Instagram. But for someone who hasn't had the opportunity to explore your content, further. Tell us a little bit about what you do and what the really your signature offer is. 100%. Well, first of all, let me say that I feel like I am in the right place, right? Because you mentioned burnout, you mentioned being like a first gen or an immigrant, which is my jam and people I talk to. So again, like, we are here, I'm in the right place. But yeah, I'd love to tell you about what I do. But I think it all start let's like i like to start at the beginning because i am only here doing what i'm doing because of that story right because i am an um, an immigrant and that's such a huge part of my identity so i think we could start with yeah you know my family moved to the us when i was 10 i was happy i was a kid i was like yeah i'm american whatever but I don't know very many people who went through the experience of immigrating again. And I'm actually an immigrant thrice over, right? So I'm back in New York City now. But as soon as I um, graduated from college, 
I wanted to be a filmmaker, move out to LA. My parents were like, hey, we're moving back to Brazil. And I was like, hey, peace. You know, I'm staying. And they're like, oh my God, you know, Brazilians, we're very, very connected to our families. And they're like, Ludo, please, like, give Brazil a chance. You haven't been there since you were a little kid. And I'm like, nope, nope, I'm staying. I'm moving to California. And at that point, you know, my then boyfriend was like, well, you know, this means we should get married. And, you know, by then I had my citizenship. It wasn't like, uh, stay so you can get your green card kind of thing. And I was like, wait a minute, maybe I will give Brazil a chance. It was like, all right. And you know, this is a 21 year old, like looking back, I think like, you know, I could have stayed, not gotten married or, you know, a million different, uh, options, but that's just what happened. I went back to Brazil when I was 21 years old and I had no friends. I had no job. Um, I tried getting a job and everybody everywhere I went was like, Oh, you know, you need an internship. Like, all your peers. I'm like, Oh, I haven't had an internship in Brazil. And it it was just this like really hard spot for me because I had no idea who I was. I felt like I'd given up on all my dreams. I had nobody to support me along the way, except for my actual parents. And so I started a blog, you know, because that was what I could do. That was the only way that I felt I could connect to other people and, and tell my story. And this was 2008. So I started a blog and at first it was just like random, like random shit. We, we can say shit, right? On this yeah. <laughs> <laughs> random shit on the blog. And a lot of girls were doing really well with like fashion blogging at the time. So I was like, you know what? Maybe I'll explore that. Right. But it was these girls who had all the big name brands and luxury, everything. And I kind of felt like I couldn't keep up. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to do something different. So I started this thing called the outfit of the day. And, and I called it the outfight of the day. <laughs> it's and in Portuguese. It kind of just works better. But it was basically what we do with the get ready with me nowadays. Right. But like the pictures and texts and all that stuff. And that kind of blew up because it was different from what all the other girls were doing with like their perfect outfits and their expensive things. I was like, Hey, I put on these pants and my butt looks horrible. Let's change it. Um, and it was very authentic. And so in 2009, I kind of had this like little thriving blog business and that's when it all started. So like, I'm not kidding when I say I've been in this business for 15 years and sometimes people are like, how's that possible? I'm like, Nope. Yeah. Back in 2009, I was monetizing a blog and doing SEO and all the things to, to really start to grow. And I, I, I literally have people follow me from that time. So it's really insane to think about. Um, and then Instagram came along and I started doing the thing on Instagram and started like, doing pretty well on Instagram. I remember once I met somebody in like, I don't know, 2012 or 12, 2013. They were like, Oh my God, you have 12,000 people on Instagram. Like, who are you? Are you a Royal? Are you a celebrity? <laughs> um, and like, not, that was around, <laughs> not yet, like watch me. But that was around the time too, that I started to explore YouTube and kind of just like try posting the same lifestyle content that I did on Instagram on YouTube. And it really wasn't landing, but I was like, you know, I'll learn YouTube eventually. It's fine. I was having a lot of fun with it. I have so much fun with YouTube. Um, and I started just like doing the things and I posted this one video about how to use really cute text on stories in stories and in Instagram stories. And that video blew up. So 
my whole approach to YouTube, and I, we're going to talk a lot about YouTube because that's my thing, but it really started there where I was like, okay, I did this. It worked. Why did it work? Let me repeat that. Right. Yeah. So I started posting a lot of content about, you know, getting, uh, creating better content on Instagram, getting more engagement on Instagram, getting more followers on Instagram. And then that's when my YouTube kind of blew up as well. Um, but I was still just relying on, on sponsored posts, both on Instagram and on the blog. And I was like, you know what, there's gotta be a better way to do this. Cause like, I want to make this money, but I don't want to have to rely on these brands and like, you know, beg people to pay me for, for my content. And around that time, people were like, Hey Lou, why don't you pay to Instagram course? I was like, Hey, that's a cool idea. You know, it was really like, I feel like my entire journey kind of comes from this place of like naivete and like, you know, this is what I'm doing. It's fun. And I created this Instagram course and I couldn't believe like the moment I launched the numbers coming in, I was like, is this real life? Like, And I feel like I want to interrupt you just for a second, interrupt, but like kind of interject because you've said so many amazing, valuable pieces of business development, success, kind of pivoting, taking the journey. And I think for anyone who's listened to anything I've ever taught, I just love that you just validated all of my theories because I have not been in business as long as you have been. But, you know, I think a lot of us have been in some sort of like industry or in our profession or in the world for a long time. And now we're Uh trying to understand how to apply these skills and these experiences to this next journey, this next product launch, this next big idea. And not only did you go into it, I would actually say it's quite the opposite of naivete, but actually what I'm hearing is openness, right? And and curiosity. Yeah, the openness and the curiosity and the willing to listen, the willingness to listen to your community and to listen to the response of your output, right? Because if you're not paying attention to what's working, what's not working, and then most importantly, as someone who is obsessed with really leaning into the personal brand, I think you, the consistent thing I'm hearing in all these chapters is that you were paying attention to what was aligning, right? Like, "Mm, this isn't me, this is a little off, or I'm not really feeling this energy. And then you kind of found a way so that you could do the thing that was trendy and successful, but do it the Lulevi way and not the like basic, you know what way, right? (laughs) Totally. And, you know, one thing that I have a lot of conversations about with my clients and followers and and peers is that I didn't get the coaches and the courses and the mentors and all that. And so I, I find that, you know, having that support is so valuable because it allows anybody to do what I did in 14 years in one or two. Right. Right. And so, yeah, there was a lot of leaning into what was working and looking at the data, but it was all by myself. And you know, as much as business is amazing and I love it, I will never give up on what I do or do something else. And I'm so certain of that. I will never do anything else. Sometimes it gets really lonely, right? Um, because it's all about sitting with your numbers and your thoughts and your ideas and fears and securities and whatever. So like, I love that over the last five or six years is when I started getting support in my business. Because before that, it was all by myself, right? It was all just like, okay, cool. Let's do more of this. 
And for a lot of us, it is still a solo journey. And like for the longest time, the hashtag solo entrepreneur, solopreneur was like the thing. And we were almost proud of it. It's almost like the same narrative of like the feminism movement of like, I'm independent. I can do this all by myself. But in reality, I'm sort of joining this camp that yes, you can be independent. You can be talented. You can start a business on your own. You can live a life on your own. But guess what? You actually need people. It's more yeah. fun to celebrate with peers. It's great to have mentorship. It's it's great to have someone like applauding and encouraging you, whether that's your immediate family, your partner, your coach, your you know new guest that you bring onto the podcast who's dropping her uh-huh. gems. It's like, we really do need to find our pockets of community and support. So if you're listening and you're like, yeah, I'm feeling really lonely, like don't allow it to go on too long would be my biggest kind of takeaway is that there is a way sometimes even to get free support, free community, yeah. and find your way to invest in ways that you don't have to do this like truly alone. And piggy, piggybacking on that, like the one thing that people ask me, like, if you have one tip for me, like in business and like, w- you know, would it be a tool? Would it be a strategy? It'd be like, no, it would be support, like get yeah. support, whether that be from a peer or mentor or, or exactly. a program or whatever it is. I know you've, you've started with the whole blogging, lifestyle, fashion, and exploring your kind of personal experiences as a woman and the things that you found creatively, like, I guess, rejuvenating. But as an Instagram coach, then I know that you've pivoted a little bit more. I would say you've niched more into content creation and showing people how to be almost like an evergreen success. Can you tell us a little bit more exactly what that looks like for you now? 100%. Well, basically, I help my clients package their knowledge and their expertise into an evergreen online program that they can scale. And I like using YouTube exactly for that reason, because it makes it so easy to scale. Right. And again, it's impossible to separate the journey from the product and from what I offer because YouTube saved my life. Like, I am not kidding when I say that. It really saved my life and my business in a way that I want everybody to have this powerhouse of a tool in their corner, in their business, because it's just selling, it's selling for me. And it was selling for me when I was in a hospital bed, you know, going through burnout, which is something very real that, you know, I never imagined that people went through and I had no idea what it was that was happening to me when that happened. Wow. Well, I mean, definitely hate to hear that that happened to you. I'm appreciative of your like uh, candor and willingness to be vulnerable and share yeah. this because a lot of us have had like pseudo breakdowns, full down, full up, you know, breakdowns have been hospitalized. I personally shared in an episode, I want to say like three or four episodes, my kind of like parody of a breakdown because it was uh, the moment when I realized I was... I needed to have chicken and and we had been eating vegan. That was my, oh, yeah. my cure to my breakdown. And everyone was like, okay, we know that something is unwell with you. <laughs> um, and no, it's like, it's just not a good place to be. But I feel like in that ability to create liberation for yourself, to monetize and to have that foundation, it's obviously rooted also in you leaning into your talents and putting in the work. So I don't want people to think like, oh, if I just create an account like this person, then, you know, I'm good rolling in the dough. I want to give you the credit of like being consistent and showing the quality, but choosing a smart platform. So how did YouTube actually save your life? Well, I create that course I mentioned that I created that I watched the numbers roll in. That was my first launch. You know, there was all this repressed demand 
this whole audience of people who knew, like, and trust me, and we're ready to buy. But once you dry that up, and I see this happening all the time, right? People are like, I'm going to create a course. I have this audience. People are asking me for something. They launch. It goes great. They're like, amazing. And then their next launch is a little less, less incredible. And then the third is quite underwhelming. And I see my clients and people have gone through this often wonder like, wait, what happened? Like, what am I doing right? What am I doing wrong? Like I followed all the steps and that happened to me where I was like, okay, yes, launch. Amazing. Second launch. Okay. Third launch. Mm. But this happened kind of at the same time where I was really getting on my YouTube game and starting to pump out content that was totally aligned with the content of that course. So as I'm going through these launch cycles and they're just not performing that well, um, I'm, you know, creating, I, I, how many people can relate to it, right? You're creating content every day. Like you have to pump this out. I have to show up in stories every day. And then you go through your launch cycle. So you have to like put all the emails and create all this insane amount of work to attract these leads and make these sales. So I did that two, three, four times. I launched um, six times in one year in, in 2019. And then my body just gave out. I couldn't work anymore. I was literally in a hospital bed, bed and all it, like all I did for a year was cry and look at dog pictures on Instagram. Like that's oh, what wow. I did. So you felt <laughs> like it was a full year of you really just like full blown shutting down. 100%. And if you go over on my Instagram, you'll see that like there is a full gap of a full year where there's nothing. And after that, there's like a very moderate amount of content. Like I am not one of those people who are constantly on Instagram posting. And the reason for that is that when I came to, I was like, all right, I'm pretty sure my business is dead. Right. Cause like I didn't do anything this whole time and it wasn't, I was making sales every day for that program that I had turned evergreen and created that content that had the time to grow because YouTube, YouTube is a long-term investment right? Like I see so many people post three or four or eight videos and they're like, it's not going anywhere. And that's so normal. You're not going to see any results like on your first eight videos. It usually takes my clients eight to 16 videos to start seeing some momentum. And once it does, and you hit that ideal client, you know, and they know, think about it. If they're scrolling on Instagram, they're spending three, 30 minutes, 30 seconds, 45 seconds, a minute with you. On YouTube, they're spending 10, 15, 30 minutes per video with you. That is such a great opportunity to really connect with your audience. And they're white hot. They're ready to buy, right? And they're ready to, to go follow you on Instagram, to go sign up for your newsletter, whatever it is. So when I started coming to, I I had that realization. I was like, Instagram did nothing for me while I was gone. Now that I'm back, it's like, well, you've been gone for a year, you know, we're not going to show your stuff. Fuck you. But YouTube was doing the work for me. And so that's when I, I regrouped. I was like, wait, this is what I want people to know, right? Like, I've been teaching Instagram and I'm, I'm very open about this. Like, I changed my mind about Instagram, right? I really did. And I, I did that because I had solid proof in, in my life. Like, Right. That this other platform is working for me. I call it like my army of sales reps that yeah. just work 24-7. And so I I redid everything. I mean, I came back from burnout. I created a new program 
which is my signature program now, right? Let's look at your life experience, your journey, like what you have to offer and really craft messaging that resonates with your ideal client, um, create that program, pre-sell that program, go through all the launch strategy and everything that we have to put in place and then make that evergreen and then get YouTube to really deliver that for you. Um, and then, so I created that. It went really well. And then I made my dream of moving to New York come, come true. And that's like where I am now, but it really is a product of what I went through, which is why I like can't separate the, the, the journey and that is something that I really bring home to my clients. Like, what is your journey? Like, what is something that you have gone through that is very unique? And, you know, really use that because that's what's going to make give you all the success in the world, being that single person who has had that journey that people can relate to. Everything you just said, I really wish that someone was like writing down all my ADD thoughts because I was like, ooh, that, <laughs> that thing. Oh, my God, I have to respond to that. But I want to start by first congratulating you because that's amazing. And as much as we hear people Thank saying you. like, oh, I had a hard time and then I came to, it's like, no, it's a bigger thing that needs to be acknowledged and celebrated than it actually is. So I'm definitely proud of you. I'm, I'm so excited that I was able to meet you. We actually Thank met through you. another female entrepreneur based here in New York as well, Michelle of Same Skin. So you guys, I always love to shout out other creatives, other people making an impact in this world and in this specific- Michelle's aspect. amazing. Yes. Yes, yes. So like, you'll be able to find out definitely more about Lou Levy in the show notes and all of her courses and uh, ways that you can potentially work with her. But also I love to tag any other mentioned brands and people who we are potentially working with, or we feel like you should check out because it is a collaborative effort. It's like, in my course, I don't do what you do, Lou. But so it's like, mm -hmm. I'm helping you understand the foundation. Like, who the heck are you as a person? How do you want to be perceived? What is your core value? What are your core skills? And here are some business and legal fundamentals to support that. Yeah. Then what I typically do is then refer you to all of the courses, whether it's here's an influencer coach, here is a YouTube evergreen coach like yourself, here is an mm -hmm. accountant so you can get your money and, you know, like bookkeeping in order. And that's really what I love about this experience is that along the way, I'm also learning and I'm also being able to like collect experts and refer 100% necessary. So this is great. And, um, I feel like as you were saying that I'm thinking as many people are probably thinking like, oh, okay, easy for you to say, I don't have the courage or I don't have the space. You guys know that like I moved into a studio apartment or for those who do know, I was living in a much larger Atlanta space. And then you do the New York shift, you change your whole setup. And then you're like, Oh, but I used to have an office. So now I can't record anymore because I don't have a podcast recording studio. And you've set up your space in such an amazing way. And anyone who like catches the actual video clip is like, Oh, I love her videos. Like, how does she do that? What do you have to say to those of us who are out there and you know, we're great speakers, we're talented educators. They are people who have something to say and share, but they're not doing it simply because. They don't have the designer clothes, as you mentioned, or mm -hmm. the designer vibe or aesthetic in the background. What do you think about that? I say that just go on anybody that you admire YouTube and go back, go <laughs> to their first videos. Anyone, this is not exclusive to me, like literally anyone that you like and admire and aspire to be like. It is hard. And when I first got to New York, I didn't have the space. I had white, empty walls. And if you watch my videos from a year ago, they're white, empty walls. 
And, you know, whatever. It's it's about the content. But I, I, I say, like, think about you in two or three or five years and what you can, you know, grow from just getting on a camera. And, like, you know, it's possible anyway that your first eight videos, nobody will see unless unless you are that person that they admire and they go back to check on their, like shitty initial videos to be like, right. she started from somewhere as well. And so, so that's one thing, like you have to go through that to get to that place of looking super polished and having great audio and great video and all that stuff. And the, the second thing is like, Hey, you have an amazing camera right on your phone, probably. And you have a window that has sunlight coming in and you have things to say that are inspiring and are amazing and people are dying to hear what you have to say so just do it and yeah. if you if you feel like okay I can't just, just do it then send me a dm because this is like i i do this all day with my clients like we can do this together right it's, it's yeah no it's, and i love send that me like, a dm i will help be- you <laughs> You can be in so many different environments. Like even this, I've learned like, you know, I don't care. Like some days it is going to be super polished and I might be wearing a lot of makeup and like did my hair in other days. It's going to be like today where I'm just like in loungewear and I'm like, you know what? Let's, let's hop on this Zoom. Let's do this. It's Friday. We can have a relaxed conversation because some of the biggest names, especially oh. in, um, especially- yeah, see, you see, <laughs> Yes, yes. My camera just switched off. Like, yeah, we'll be sure to use that part. That was a little too perfect of timing. Um, but no, it's like some of the biggest people, I think it, what is that one girl, Bobby? Um, she has like the kind of like parody series where she interviews celebrities, but like how she started was just being like, Hey, I'm a really young mom and I'm going to blog about the fact that it's so crazy that I'm under, you know, 26 and I have a two kids. And, you know, she was just trying to say like, what a ironic stereotype. And I'm just going to show you what it's like to live with your partner and your kids. And then all of a sudden she's interviewing Drake and like some of the biggest pop stars of our time. And when you look through, it's like, now she has a professional makeup artist and like someone made fun of her for being vanilla. So she like used that to her advantage in the next video to say, oh, well, I took the tip and I decided to spice things up. But I guess what I'm saying is it's like, we still watch the video. She still went viral, even with no makeup, sitting on a boring couch to then being like in a mansion recording with full like studio equipment. And you know what? When you don't have the fancy camera and fancy equipment and and the set, all you have to focus on is being authentic and speaking your truth. Like if you have to spend hours setting up and thinking about the camera, by the time you get in front of it, you are going to be so exhausted that whatever happens on camera is just not going to be that good. Like that is one truth that I have in my business is my YouTube setup is like press one button for the lights, press one button for the camera. Everything is permanently set up because it's energy, right? And you want to bring that energy that's raw and authentic to whatever it is you're doing, not to the things that don't matter because at the end they don't like, right. You're talking about she blew up anyway. Right. Cause she used a unique quirky side of her personality and she really leaned into like satire, right? Like just being weird on the internet and then it worked. 
But a lot of us are afraid to show our real personalities. And even I, even though I preach it, I coach it, I feel like I'm successful at encouraging others. It doesn't always mean that I fully lean into it. And I think one of the tips you said is like, if you lean into the thing that is truly your story, I think a lot of us have some other parts of our story that are pretty epic or pretty like compelling, but we're like, ooh, anything but that part. We'll talk about everything else, but we're going to leave that part out because maybe it feels cliche or taboo or whatever right? There's some kind of stigma, judgment from family. So you just decide, well, I'll just build a personal brand without showing that part of my persona. Mm -hmm. But then Mm -hmm. as soon as you do, maybe that's like the gateway to the thing. And you're like, wow, I kind of waited a long time to do that. So 100%. Yeah. And, and I get it too, right? Like everyone's looking like, that's new. I, I mean, at least for our generation, like we didn't grow up online, no, right? Like we yeah. had to grow into showing parts of ourselves that are sometimes vulnerable and hard. But I, you know, I think it definitely pays off to just like be as authentic as you can be. And, you know, I don't show everything about my life. I don't think right. it's necessary. Um, but authenticity speaks volume, especially yeah, I mean, I have this whole rant about AI and how people are using AI to create their content now. No, I am and, not a fan. Oh my god, I have been. I've, I've created some things with AI. I mean, I have my YouTube transcripts. It's amazing, right? Because I get my transcript, I put it in ChatGPT, turn this into a newsletter. I have like all the prompts and everything, and they come out good. But I was organizing my content for 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 repurposing and all that literally yesterday. And I saw one content that I did with AI and one content that I did all by myself, (laughs) the old way. And I was like, Oh my God, the difference in it's the content that came from AI sounds like me because it's pretty good at, you know, replicating what I do. But I was like, Oh my God, people are, and people are using it so much. And it's, it's become so obvious to me because I've been really thinking about it a lot and looking at it a lot. So not saying don't use AI, but no, and don't get me wrong. I think it's a smart and effective tool. Um, Some of us are going to be a little bit more creative and come up with like catch words without using the prompts. And some of us really need to use the prompts to use them. But I think there's a difference between using technology to enhance your talents and using technology to replace your talent. So I don't want to like watch and read things that had no human talent behind it. That's just, that's my only limitation. And maybe that's because of the IP attorney in me. It just really (laughs) takes the joy out of like, oh, wow, what a charismatic piece of work from this artist versus what a really lovely curated prompt sequence. (laughs) Yeah, no, I I was doing this yesterday. I literally made a video because I was like, okay, I have this piece of content. It sounds like me. It hits on all my clients' pain points and desires. It is seemingly very well written, but you read it and you're like, what was that about? Like, what is that about? What does it talk about? Nothing. So... Yeah. So speaking of AI and really just like tech and tools, I think another thing that people might find pretty valuable, even though it doesn't matter how fancy the toolbox is, and we're not only relying on, you know, cameras and lights, I would love for you to share any tips or tools that you feel like are some major game changers so that you can work more efficiently. Okay. Amazing. So with what I do, right, and building and helping my clients build a program, the number one thing that we get started with, and that is the entire foundation of our business is actually talking to people. 
Okay. Right. You need to talk to your ideal client to know what they want, to hear the exact words that they say when they're describing how they're feeling and, and, and their frustration. So there's a lot of conversation that happens in the beginning end of, of, of my program. And the thing that absolutely changed my life was fathom because I'm on these calls on zoom and I'm taking notes and I'm, you know, typing away and I'm trying to hear everything that the client is saying, because it's really important for building a business. And then fathom comes along and it just streamlines that part of the, of the call and the note taking process that it, 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 literally has cut my work time in half. So if you're not on Fathom yet, whatever it is that you do, it is. I know that we both hopped on this call, right? And we both had ours on. Um, but I still know a lot of people haven't heard of it. So please hop on that like right away. Um, so that's the first thing that I that I don't live without anymore. And Notion. I do everything on Notion. Do you do everything on Notion? I don't, but I have a really great former client that has created a whole program of how to create Notion templates and like essentially optimize your business. And that's just on the list. That's <laughs> it's another thing that I'm like, I will get there eventually or not. Cause I, you know, everybody has their system, but I know that uh-huh. it works. And I'm definitely impressed with it when I see an effective like kind of like dashboard. And I'm like, I want to be that person. So please tell us about Notion. I mean, I do everything on Notion from my content planning to my CRM, to my bookkeeping, every single thing I do in my business. Oh, really? Um, okay. Yeah, everything. Um, but it is, you know, you can just download templates and you get started that way. But I will warn you, like, I love this stuff. So if you're like me and you get on Notion, you might just spend like hours working through it. And then this might actually be the opposite of a good tip because you'll spend a lot of time setting that up. But here's one. Um, I actually repurpose all my my content from my YouTube videos, right? They are the beginning of everything. They are the place where all my ideas and values come out. They're my long form content. Much imagine like the podcast is for you. Um, so... I love this tool, this app on my iPhone called Caption, because I slice little pieces of my videos to, to use across social media. And it just creates these captions that are super engaging, that look really fun. And it does it all by itself, like literally in 30 seconds. So that like, if you're making video and you're posting it across social media, you need to have captions and captions the name of the app also yeah. is really, really awesome. And I love it. And it's probably my favorite, my favorite tool right now. No, I agree. I love it. I, I tend to switch from various apps just to like play. And I also think it helps kind of, um, it could be too, it could be either or, right? Like it's a good and a bad thing because I do believe in the quality of brand recognition and consistency. So if you get known mm-hmm. for a certain style, that's definitely a positive in branding, right? Because we want people to remember us. But then I noticed that a few of my followers who I will not say, um, when you know someone <laughs> personally and they start like openly copying every style of your post, I was like, I'm going to switch it up and see what happens. So um, I definitely will be going back to captions because I do love the way the text bounces and moves and you can actually um optimize or maybe not optimize is not the right word but like customize the customize yeah the, yeah mm-hmm. the colors and everything to match your brand so if you want it to look more like you and not just like every other you know famous tiktoker you can definitely 100 yeah yeah 
And like before that, I was just using captions on Instagram. So I think it is a little bit more personalized anyway. Yes, yes, absolutely. (laughs) I agree. Awesome. Okay. So where can everyone find you? What are your handles? And what would you say is like the next big thing people should be looking for? Or is there anything new? Amazing. All right. You can find me at Lou Levy everywhere. L-U-L-E-V-Y. Mostly Instagram and YouTube. I am a YouTube girl. So let's, let's, let's meet on YouTube. Um, It's where you can find my tutorials, my trainings, everything that's a little bit longer form. And the next big thing is we are bringing my program to the US. So it's been a long time in the making. Um, I have worked with clients in Brazil where my business started for the past five years, helping them create their programs, going evergreen, growing on YouTube, building authority and really becoming the go-to expert in their space. And we had a little soft launch in the US this year. And in the coming weeks, we will have our big um, reveal here in the US. So I'm super excited to to have that happen and keep an eye open on Instagram or on my email list if you sign up for yeah. more info on that. Super well, excited. Congrats. No, that's a big Thank deal. Really exciting. We'll definitely put the subscription link so that people mm-hmm. can get your emails. I love how you open up with hola and I'm like, yeah. oh, so cute, so personalized. Yeah. And I actually got some feedback from people that I sent your stuff to that they're like, oh, I love her cute opening. So uh, Aww, shout out to some you. of the other service-based entrepreneurs that are actually finding like immediate value from the things that they've seen. You know, I refer a lot of people, but even though it's not my stuff, I'm always excited when they can come back and say like, no, that was actually good. And you didn't just like send me some trash subscri- subscription or like, you know, just uh-huh. some video <laughs> you know, that you saw on TikTok. They're actually like, oh, I'm taking some notes down or that's like really validating my goals. So for those of you listening, thank you for tuning in. If you want to start to free up time and space and really make money in a scalable way, we strongly recommend Evergreen and especially video content on YouTube. I am still yes. personally procrastinating, but I have taken the first step towards creating more courses and less one-on-one hand-holding kind of like direct contact work because that can be quite laborious when you're doing other projects. So um, we'll definitely be meditating and sending all, please send me all your inspo and all your energy because I'm like, why am I not launching a YouTube channel? Well, I, I must say something before I go though. You can absolutely have a scalable program with high touch support. And that is part of something that I truly believe and that I teach my clients and how I work with my clients. So, you know, you don't have to go full on slap your course on a platform, leave your clients to their own devices, because there are ways to scale. And that is my passion. Like I want you to scale and bring results to your clients and have amazing results financially and build authority. So that's where it's at. No, yes. Thank you for that. Because that's an important clarification. I think for me, I'm the scattered Libra over here who like mm-hmm. runs too many businesses. So for now, <laughs> I, for now, it's more of a pause, but I definitely want to implement the unique kind of like tip you shared with me about still curating a schedule that works to support the clients without it being a daily, weekly call or something like that. So um, yes, please do not take my rant as discouragement. It's <laughs> possible. You just got to be honest with yourself and do what works for you. But all in all, thank you so much, Levy. Or Lou, I'm like, what am I saying right now? I'm like, Levy. Happens. Oh, everybody's like, Levy. I'm like, yes, that too. <laughs> I'm like, well, thank you for being here. This has been great chatting with you. And um, I hope to connect with everyone soon. 
soon. If you guys enjoyed this episode, you know what to do. You can always take a little screenshot, tag Lou and myself on Instagram, and we'd love to hear from you. And until next time, you guys have a wonderful day and enjoy the rest of your week. Thank you. Bye.